Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Richard Blank. Richard, you are the president and CEO of Costa Rica's Call Center. You are found on the web at Costa Rica's callcenter.com. Richard, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, so happy to be here today. Thank you so much for having me as your guest. I am so delighted, too, for anyone who happens to be seeing a video clip of our conversation, too. Uh, first off, you're, you are a sharp dresser, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and and secondly, uh, I, I love the background. You've got a, a, a classic uh, a, a jukebox. Uh, it's it, Can you tell me, give me the year and tell me what that is. I could not believe that I found this treasure. She is a beautiful mint condition, 1961 Ricola Regis. Oh, yeah. And is it function? It functions? Absolutely. But here's the downside. It came with, you know, hundreds of records, but I just didn't know a single artist. There's no Led Zeppelin in there. There's no <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. These are stars from Central America from the 70s and 80s. I had no clue who half of these people were. Oh, how funny. How oh, funny. And then you've got like a classic candy machine, too, which is really, really cool. Um, so, uh, Richard, give us an overview of, of what Costa Rica's call center is. Well, we are a bilingual call center here in Central America. All of my agents are dedicated. They're college educated. They have beautiful neutral English accents and incredible still sets. So they'd be able to do outbound lead generation, appointment setting, inbound customer service, or even back office support. Companies such as HP, Intel, Amazon, and Oracle in Costa Rica. So besides being close to the United States and our mountain time zone, once again, many companies feel very comfortable to place a lot of their operations here. So it's very competitive. The agents we have are high caliber. And as long as we can create an amazing company culture, I can reduce my attrition rate and get the most out of them. Mm. So tell me about the advantages to Costa Rica. First and foremost, our ecotourism, I live in paradise. <laughs> like 83 degree temperature all year round and not really having to use an air conditioning unit or, or a heater. Uh, it's perfect weather. Cost of living is about a third, but the lifestyle's different, Josh. There's a saying here, pura vida, which means pure life. So it's very, there's a very strong culture and a lot of it has to do with nature. And it's almost like being back in the 1950s where all the neighbors know one another and everyone's very polite and open doors. And so uh, for me, it was a wonderful experience when I first got here and I decided just to keep that momentum going. And I've been here for 22 years, Josh. I can't. Oh hear my it. goodness! Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and so where did how did the uh, the call center or the telemarketing um, center where did it come from? How did it start? It's an excellent question. 
When I first came down here in August of 2000, I was only supposed to be for two months at my friend's call center from college, teaching English. And you always notice one in a million opportunities and then a chance that this one event could potentially change my life. Mm. And when I watch these bilingual agents on their old Cisco phones, speaking with people in the United States and converting calls and getting very positive escalations that they were doing great work, I gravitated towards it and I stayed and worked at my center for four years. And I learned it from the inside out, not as a C-level. And there were certain areas where I know I could enrich the experience. And so when I had my maturity, impulse control and some money, I threw my hat in the ring in my mid thirties and started my own call center. And we're in our 14th year, 150 seats. And I'm very not proud of, I'm not even surprised. It was almost like a vision quest, a destiny that I had since high school where it was my favorite class in college where I majored in Spanish. Obviously this second language opened many doors for me. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's talk about what's working well um, when it comes to um, providing, uh, well, I, you know, I, I want to get into customer care in just a moment, because I think that there's, um, you know, the folks that listen to this, um, you know, have established businesses, um, there's likely cases where they can be partnering with you. Um, and, and so let's start with maybe lead gen. Where, where are you seeing that work very well? Like what types of industries? It's really not about our efforts. It's the sort of parameters that companies have now post COVID. A lot of them are just accepting non-voice chat emails or voicemails being left. So our contact ratios have been reduced, but there are strategies with that, Josh. Mm -hmm. You can take a look at a website or a LinkedIn profile and make a voicemail, email, or message custom made. But I, I work with all verticals. I just want to ensure that I'm able to fulfill not just the need of the client, but of the agent. It's very easy. They have a lot of uh, offers here, the labor force. And once again, what I should be offering them should be 100% legal, no gray area, something that's within their skill set that we can easily onboard, train and support. And so it just has to do with realistic expectations and the sort of resources that are provided to the call center. Do they have previous metrics or is this a pilot project? And so just by uncovering things and asking follow-up questions, I may or may not be the best solution for them at the moment, but the one thing they're gonna walk away with is tons of intel on how to write a script, how to prospect, how to do composition letter voicemail, quality assurance, and even training. It's my pleasure to share ideas. And then Josh, from an educated point of view, they move forward. But if someone is at a small office, they could use us to prospect appointments for them and follow up for them. A lot of the times they could be inundated with inbound calls from marketing where we could be an overflow service. And then if you just wanna compare apples, maybe my structure, my training, my environment and coaching might be able to produce a better return per hour on their phone calls. We, we have predictive dialers. I have a server room. I have redundancy with, a, with internet and electricity so we don't go down. Plus I can test multiple types of people to find where the right seat is for this individual that's on the right bus. And so these are the sort of resources, Josh, that I can offer somebody looking to potentially partner up with us here. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so um, obviously, I think your background, right, is in um, is in tr training language and, and speaking. Uh, and why is that important? And I'm sure you've got some good data uh, 
in and around if someone is going to be involved in customer service, lead gen support, anything involving verbal communication, why do you want someone that um, sounds very neutral? Does that, does that really have a, uh, a big impact on outcome? Well, yes and no. Some of the most famous actors in Hollywood did have a slight accent. Could be British, European, or, you know, it, it, it could be, once again, uh, anything to enhance the speaking. A language is, is grammar, vocabulary, and also phonetic delivery. As I mentioned before, it could be a beauty mark when someone speaks. But to me, I just want to make sure that somebody is, if somebody walks into the call center, Josh, and they're bilingual like myself, Obviously, it shows structure and discipline and cognitive skills, almost like the karate kid practicing without Mr. Miyagi. You mm -hmm. have to practice sometimes outside the classroom to become a master. And so when they come to me, I really take this delicate sort of impressionable early 20s sort of career building momentum and emphasize a thesaurus. So instead of just making phone calls and being aggressive, you and I, Josh, can be more assertive by mentioning words like assist, guide, and lend a hand compared to help, or something for my clarification and edification instead of asking someone to repeat. And there are certain soft skills that you easily show your audience, and I love your podcast. And what we try to, it's about building that self-confidence, my friend, and that self-reliance, because they always had it in them. But if they're in an environment where they're encouraged, and it is a linguistic environment, so they're getting a return on their investment, and also someone that's bilingual bears the mark of higher education, so their concentration levels in shorter periods of time are intense. It's really difficult for them to wander because they're translating and communicating. So to me, that's the double-double. These are individuals, if they do not come in with bad habits, we can mold them. They could be our squire. We can really, really train them on skills that can get the best out of them. And so it's not like what you see in the movies. And a lot of the times people are just handed a script and wished well. Right, right. That will create fear and that will not produce the best sort of phone calls, Josh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately that's frustrating for everybody. Um, it, it, where does Costa Rica's call center um, excel where maybe other solution providers might fall short? And, and particularly in light of maybe there's some case studies that, that, that you know, clients that you've been working with, with uh, for some time uh, where, uh, where, you, where you do really shine. Well, we definitely shine in the bilingual marketplace. Mm -hmm. Because once again, that is a language that is becoming much more influential in the United States. There are some people that are just bilingual and some people that don't speak English at all. And you can still convert those sales. It's not really a niche market. It could be the main market soon. We do not have a standing army. So Costa Rica put their money back into education. There's a 95% literacy rate here. Now, in regards to the neutral accent, a lot of it has to do with the expatriates that are living here or proxemics to the United States, and a lot of people have family or have lived in the United States, or maybe just through their education, they practice so much to once again master that accent level. We also have this skill set. It's incredible, the sort of agents that come in here with their resumes, not only from HP and Intel, from the tech world, but they've worked in collections, they've worked in banking, and not only that, the tourism, the sort of reputation that we have, if they just come here and they see us face-to-face -face outside of the call center, people have such positive experiences here from the natives that they, once again, Costa Rica has a wonderful reputation. 
really the only democratic society in Central America. And so mm. we hold these certain values. But my, my thing is as well, it may or may not add uh, points to what you're looking for, but this is a very strict Catholic country and it's a multi-generational type of uh, environment where people do live with their family and their grandparents and, and they might seem more reserved. So the agents that I have on the phone that accept these accounts are not compromising ethics or values. And your clients, would that would give them peace of mind, knowing that they're working with an environment that does follow certain labor laws and will only accept accounts where they can go home and tell their mothers what they do for a living. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, for someone who is considering hiring, um, you know, a call center, what are, are there any misconceptions that you see coming in from customers that in terms of expectations? And you say, uh, I don't know what, what your observation is in and around that. So many, and that's a wonderful question, Josh. Thank you. They're comparing uh, offshore prices in India and the Philippines to nearshore prices, Costa Rica. So they're confused on why someone here will not be willing to accept $1 an hour to work. You can offer it, doesn't mean someone's going to accept it. And also they might be having a home court advantage. There could be people that grew up around Chicago, Los Angeles or New York that know the neighborhood better, know how to call it the shore and not the beach. <laughs> certain athletics or certain things that they recognize in the city. So, but also there's a tone that an office has. You know, when you've seen the movie Boiler Room or Glengarry yeah. Roth or The Wolf, you and I could handle that environment. We could thrive in that environment. But if you try to put that sort of energy here, it might not work. There are certain things in the United States that just do not really have any sort of value here. It's really more of the essence. So I think some of the expectations are in regards to how supervisors would be speaking with the agents, maybe not with profanity. And sometimes your inside <laughs> jokes might be misinterpreted. And so a lot of this stuff we'd have to explain in the beginning is just blending, just to make sure that there is a good fit. Because if there is, then of course we can share the best of each other and avoid the worst. But if they just come in guns ablaze and expecting F-bombs and <laughs> caps and the sort of thing that in my Philadelphia ice hockey coach would motivate me, yeah, sure, that yeah. works for the flyers, but it might not work here. And so um, I sometimes have to not just calm people down. I just want to give them more of a, a lucid, a clear view of a different culture and our sort of expectations. Uh, tell me about, uh, and, and then I'm going to have you start from here and we're going to talk about the arcade. Because <laughs> while we were chatting, I, you yeah. know, I only saw what you had in the background there. I was on your website. I love that you guys have, that you have a gallery on your website of just photos of, uh, you know, the premise, everything. You've got a video arcade uh, in your office. And, you know, as a classic arcade fan, you and I were just talking briefly, uh, you know, my son and I built uh, a main cabinet, mm -hmm. um, which is multi arcade something emulator, machine emulator. I, I forget what that, that, that it all stands for, uh, but it's so much fun. So it's, you know, the classic joystick console and everything like that. Uh, but you've been able to pick up quite a collection and uh, I'm sure that, I mean, that's, that, that really shares a lot of wow factor in terms of like, you know, when someone's considering, okay, well, I got different places I could work. I could work at this boring, sterile place, or I could come work at a place that's got a video arcade. <laughs> like it's no joke. You have a lot of machines I and pinball so. too. 
the gamification culture, and thank you so much for bringing that up on your podcast. We got to definitely talk about dessert. I created an environment where A, it's free play. Most of these machines are older than the agents because they are original pinball machines and other retro arcade machines in an air hockey table. But you let off steam, you recharge batteries, you make friends from other departments, you hang out with your boss there. But it's when you walk through it, it puts you in a different state of mind because it reminds the agents of how I treat them, how I treat myself and reminds my clients that they need to have a game room as well. I've also had certain white glove comments where people will say, hey, this is a professional environment. You shouldn't be having these sort of things. And in my mind, I say, you do you. <laughs> this is my uh -huh. company. I'm still a young kid. I know how to work hard and, and recess was the best class. And I just really wanted to fulfill one of my childhood dreams was to have the Silver Spoons Ricky Schroeder game room. And I did it. And since I have the space, uh -huh. and I have the money, I go treasure hunting. And you were mentioning this beautiful Ricola behind me. I have Wurlitzers and Seabergs as well. And I, one man's trash, Josh, is another man's treasure. And they have no idea what they're sitting on. And so I'm always driving around this country and talking to some guy. And my problem is I don't have a poker face. Hmm. Because if I see this machine, I'm almost like Bo Derek and Dudley Moore in the movie 10. I'm running towards it on a beach. <laughs> and my guy's like, calm down. I'm going to let them know that something's not working. I go, come on, just offer them a fair price. And yeah. let's everybody win. Awesome. All right. So Richard Blank, again, uh, your website uh, is Costa Rica's callcenter.com. When somebody goes there, aside from the gallery, which we talked about, uh, what else should people do? What should they click on if they're like, I want to learn more? Well, there's a contact us page. And also there's different sections for the different accounts that we handle for them. They'd also like to go to our Facebook fan page. We have about 98,000 local Costa Ricans and we will be putting your uh, podcast there. So you'll be getting some more fans and I'll give you a pulse on the industry, mm -hmm. but they can give me a call at 888-271-6750 just to say hello or to ask for suggestions on their next trip to Costa Rica when they buy a ticket and come down and visit me. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. Uh, again, Richard Blank, president and CEO of Costa Rica's Call Center, found on the web at CostaRicasCallCenter.com. Thank you so much, Richard, for joining us. Had the best time, Josh. Thank you so much for you and your audience. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.